Blog Talk Radio. Black Politics Today. An eye for what's at stake in global politics and your source for the social, economic, and political impact of public policy on the African American community. Your host, Kelly Michael Williams, is a political strategy veteran with an undefeated campaign record and the political experience that spans nearly three decades from Mayor Willie Brown in California to President Barack Obama in our nation's capital. So get ready for a fresh and honest approach on the politics that affect you and your family the most. Now, your host, Kelly Michael Williams. And they do what they do. 
So it, it's it's all those things that, that make me say, thank you, Jesus, each and every show and each and every day for that matter. But as I look back uh, to the type of policies that are being suggested and passed by the previous Congress and Senate, only reinforces why BPT exists, because policies affecting African-Americans continue to rise and have an impact. And as we enter into this new year and a time when many Americans and their families look for new opportunities, look to a brighter future and look to concur, um, you know, uh, new resolutions, millions of federal workers and countless subcontractors enter the new year with a questionable future, one in which their ultimate boss has promised to keep them in limbo for months and as much as a year. While sitting in the over office with Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Donald Trump proclaimed that he would take the blame for the government shutdown, a shutdown that he could have a, that he could have avoided had he accepted the deal that Senate Republicans brokered with Senate Democrats and had the House had passed. But instead, Trump famously told Chuck Schumer, I won't blame you. I'll take the heat for the shutdown. And now three weeks into it, the ill calculated and no way out the shutdown of federal agencies, our national parks, the federal employees, and having federal employees working for free or not working at all. The Don is digging in and now trying to blame Democrats for the government closures that he created. And now he's saying that he's going to use a national state of emergency uh, to allocate funds to build this fictitious, you know, to build this wall for this fictitious crisis. Uh, something that he can't do, but because he lacks knowledge and understanding and he's ignorant and stupid, he's fear-mongering, and he has this solo warrior mentality. He's trapped in this game of chicken with over 800,000 American lives. Children are suffering. Veterans are reeling from his arrogance and ignorance. And the question is, why? Because of 30 or 25% of his base telling him he has to build a wall. And for that, He's shutting down the government and causing billions of dollars to taxpayers because we're going to have to repay this money. And even more than that, members of his own party don't even understand the rationale. Joining me tonight is Democratic political strategist Rebecca Carruthers and GOP and uh, Advisory Neighborhood Commissioner Greg Stewart returning to the show to share their insight and their political prowess of why we are where we are tonight. Uh, because of this federal government shutdown and because of this man that they call the president of the United States. Welcome to the show, Rebecca and Gregory. Thanks for having me. And I'm a little bit hoarse, as you guys can tell, because I have been yelling, screaming, and praising God all week at our New Year's revival. So uh, I'm a little hoarse this week, and uh, 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 but I'm not apologizing for the hoarseness. I'm just apologizing for how it sounds. <laughs> because trust me, no. I was in the spirit on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I had a good time with John Gray and Bishop T.D. Jakes. So uh, I'm going to oh be hoarse boy. for a while because I'm listening <laughs> oh, to those shit. CDs over and over again. And each time I listen to them CDs, I start yelling and screaming again. But uh, let's get into this stuff about this Trump shutdown because, you know, some things are crazy, some things are wild, and some things are just plain stupid. And this falls into that ladder of just plain stupid. And normally I would start with you, Rebecca, because I always start with you and let you set it off and set the tone because ladies first. And it's just always something that when you're on the show, I always start with you. Start off. But I need to start with Gregory because he hasn't been on the show in a while. And I just got to ask Gregory, <laughs> you know, Greg, what's going on, my brother? Why is the government shut Hi. down? How y'all doing tonight? Happy How you doing, everybody. man? Happy New Year. Why is the government shut down? Why is the government shut down, man? Well, actually, it's like, I'll be honest, and I'll halfway agree with you guys. The government is shut down because the wall was not funded in the original omnibus bill, was that, close to a year ago, where within the Republican Party, where the Republican president was not able to get the funding in there from the Republican Congress and Republican Senate. So fast forward to where we are now, and the base, this part of the base, we wanted the wall. We demanded the wall. We were unable to get it then. 
uh, they at this point in time, I guess whatever happened where they had agreed to a deal that the base was like, no, if you do not get this wall that you did promise, you will not win. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You guys are willing, your base, the GOP, you guys are willing to spend this, what, $40 billion for this wall that you think is actually going to stop people from coming into this country? Absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. I'm glad you're back on the show, Gregory. I'm glad you're back on the show. I'm sure a lot of my listeners missed you because they love hearing your analysis. They love it. I, you don't know how many times I get tweets about you, especially when you're on the show with Rebecca. But I just want to ask you, Gregory, <laughs> why, is it, why is it that you guys are willing to spend taxpayer dollars to fund a wall that is not going to stop immigration from coming in, especially on a wall and a border where there is a net zero of people coming in? There's more people leaving going through the southern border than coming in. Okay, well, I hear you say that. So my question would be, what was that caravan about then? You know, what those caravan, Gregory? Gregory, what the caravan? caravan that came up the caravan, oh, the that the caravan that yeah. never came up to the United States border, the caravan that never made it, the caravan that only had what? like 300 people get here when they got here, that they um, uh, entered into the United States, that they never got a chance to even enter into the United States? You're talking about that caravan, the 300 people? Yep. Uh, okay. The one that was Gregory, set down in Tijuana that Gregory, had the woman Gregory. on the front page so, of Time so, magazine. Yep. Okay. It was I'm in Tijuana. If I'm not mistaken, Tijuana it is still in Mexico. Tijuana. But, it but wasn't even if it in was, Tijuana is in Mexico. <laughs> it's not in the United States. So what difference we shut, does it make? We, we closed the border, and they had no choice but to stay in Tijuana because we physically closed the, um, what's that, the San Ysidro border in San Diego. We okay, got the border but, so, so what you did then is that you prevented people who have a natural ability and by our constitutional right to come for asylum from prevent, preventing them from even seeking asylum. And now you have two deaths on your hands because you're so incompetent down there that you allow two children to die. Well, our question would be you pass, when you pass through the entire country of Mexico and you pass by what, two, three, four, however many American embassies where you could have applied for asylum at, why did you come back 3,000 no, miles? No, sir, you don't today? apply for Gregory, asylum at American embassies. you cannot embassies. apply for That's asylum at the embassy. That's not where you apply for asylum. You can only do you it at the port of entry of the country. So why did they apply in Mexico? That's not a port of entry. They, That's not our country. <laughs> they literally have to come to the U.S. border. They have to go to a seaport in airport or land port, and then that's where they apply for asylum. The issue became is that the U.S. federal government, under the directive of Donald Trump, has tried to interfere and stop them. What I'm afraid of is that there are so many human rights violations that are racking up. The fact that we hear from um, different agencies saying that their that their um, detainment facilities at the border is set up for um, single men, not women and children, including <clears throat> children who are being breastfed. So when you see this going on, the big issue that the Democrats have about this law is that Democrats have pushed and have voted for, even in 2013, for a comprehensive mm-hmm. immigration, that's one thing, but second, for comprehensive border security. As Democrats, we support border security and having a secure border, but we also recognize that we're not in um, 1000 B.C. We recognize that a physical law, that bricks and mortar, isn't how in a 21st century world how you properly protect our national borders. Not only that, when you look at the small percentage that the U.S.-Mexico border is compared to the entire U.S. border, it doesn't make sense that this president is so fixated on a brick-and-mortar wall. On one hand, he talked about, oh, we could do a combination of steel metal flats in certain places, but the president, this administration, has yet to give us a plan of what the wall will look like, how the wall will secure, 
how we're going to get through the eminent domain constitutional issues, how we're not going to block the Rio Grande from flowing, how we're not going to kill habitat in its ecosystem um, that traverses our uh, man-made border, man-made geopolitical border, those are questions that the White House hasn't even considered because the concept of a border of a border wall came in 2014 when um, the president's advisors gave him a mnemonic um, device to use as a way to sound somewhat coherent on policy. And so he understood the four-letter words, wall, and so it was easy for him to say at route. <laughs> but he hasn't fleshed out he hasn't fleshed out the policy. That's the issue. No that one's the fleshed out the policy. Having. No and one's fleshed the out the policy. Here. And and let's look at it from this standpoint. Five billion dollars builds not even a thousand miles, not even five hundred miles worth of wall. So you're talking about a small portion that still isn't going to stop what you are saying of people coming in because you cannot build a wall on the entire border. So what do you do? If you, and again, we had this discussion during the campaign, Gregory. You cannot build a wall for the entire border because it's the border is literally like 14 uh, or 15, 1600 miles, right? Going up and down the over the mountains US in the hill. Border. Right. That's not okay. including the northern border. The, that's not the, including the seaports. That's not even including Texas, okay? <laughs> Going all the way through Texas. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a border wall that is absolutely incomprehensible to be able to build and do so in the terrain that you have to do it in and stop everybody. So how long is this going to go on? How long are you guys willing to have this BS go on? Spending taxpayer dollars. My answer would- my, my answer would be, is how long are you willing to not come to the table no, and no, negotiate? No, 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 no. No, no we had no, negotiations. No, 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 Gregory, Gregory, Gregory. Mitch McConnell Gregor. got burned. We, yeah. we, we he already had negotiations. He was told by the White House. Right. He, right. he was told by the White House that they agreed with the bill that Mitch McConnell brought to the floor. Literally, the same bill that Mitch McConnell brought to the floor, Democrats just passed um, this this week. Why doesn't Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell bring that bill back to the floor when he knows it's veto-proof. It's a veto-proof bill that's out there. It's the same Republican bill from two weeks ago. What is Mitch McConnell scared of? I mean, look, we've asked for years for us to be bipartisan. Now we literally passed the bill that your party and your party refuses to give it the light of day, refuse just to have a simple up or down vote in the Senate. We know the votes are there. We already have three Republicans this past week who are publicly saying that they would support it. What is the problem here? Uh, The problem is it does not have the wall funding in that particular bill. Okay, well, Gregory, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Gregory. Last fiscal year, $5 billion was already allocated. Of that $5 billion that were allocated, less than $100 million of that was spent. Why isn't the president spending the money that he actually has that went towards the wall that the Republicans passed last fiscal year? Is it because he doesn't have a plan? I know they've actually been extending the – they're doing some repairs already on the existing wall. This is for no, 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 no. Actually, that is actually coming from previous uh, administrations, and that is actually going for previous walls that were there. That's not for your wall, because you guys, with control of the Senate and the House and all the Republicans, couldn't pass a bill to get wall funding because your own Republicans wouldn't give you wall funding. More, just as more you said, than the money that was allocated just what you said, during last fiscal year. They wouldn't give it yes. to you. Because they weren't going to build a wall because they knew that building a wall was stupid just like everybody else does. It's just that the guy that you guys got in charge of your party doesn't understand how stupid it is and he wants to keep doing it. But if he's such a great negotiator and he's such a great deal maker, why can't he come up and make a deal? Even Obama he's the one. was able to make he's deal. He's the one that makes the deal. It's not the Democrats that need to make a deal. He needs to make the deal. It's his wall. It's his bill. It's his money. He needs to come and make a deal. Why isn't he 
contacting the Democrats and saying we're going to make a deal instead of BSing around and sending Mike Pence out there to meet with staff and saying, well, you know, we're not making any progress. Well, oh, you're asking so me. So let me go. So, oh, so yeah, I'm talking to you. Who, who else am I talking to? Yes. <laughs> well, it keeps coming back to the same thing, that the wall should have been funded. And I guess this is like um, what you guys saying about how come it wasn't passed by the Republican Congress. Well, because, you know, we admit that some of the Republicans are more loyal to the, um, how do I put it, the to the employer base that wants to import cheap labor, that want to import cheap labor. So, again, that is like, you Greg, know. Greg, so why is we, we E-Verified not fully funded right now? If exactly. The let's let's do the thing. Sure that only documented people work, then right. open up that portion of government. Why is that right. portion of government not funded? Let's stop. Let's stop making excuses about it. Let's stop making excuses about it. So, Rebecca, let's go here because I'm looking at it from this point. Right? If test two Trump continues to to lie to the American people and telling them that he can do a state of emergency on the southern border and he can do this, um, and basically, I mean blow smoke up there behind telling them, oh, I'm going to declare a national emergency and then I can build a wall really quickly and I can do this, I can go past Congress, which he can't do. But if he continues to do that, what should the Democrats do? What should be the plan for the Democrats? Because they're not really responding to anything in a public forum other than after they meet with him or with with, uh, Mike Pence, do they come out and say anything? But what should be their strategy uh, going forward so they can make sure that the public opinion doesn't shift? Well, two things. Before a president can declare a national emergency, there's actually statutory language that explains how a president is able to do that. As soon as he tries to do that, we're going to see a court case against Donald Trump because he can't just by fiat declare a national emergency. That's not how Right, but apparently he thinks he can. <laughs> And, and somebody stupidly in his administration partial... told him he could. Well, that's what happens when you have someone who doesn't ha- who isn't studied or learned about the workings of government or even cares to hire people. And the few people that he hired who actually had an understanding of government, they fled like lemmings because they understand this is a sinking ship. So the first thing that's going to happen is that there's going to be a lawsuit. There will not be a national emergency. The second thing, even if, he did, even if he thinks he could declare a national emergency, he's still not having the conversation about opening up the government. So say he declares a national emergency, say there's a lawsuit going, but a court says, oh, we could still have the national emergency while we're figuring out this lawsuit, the government is still shut down. And what's right. happening and what we're seeing that's happening is that now the staff in the White House are trying to educate themselves on, oh, what happens when government is literally shut down? Because these were a lot of the um, neoconservatives, and I don't want—I don't know if you want to call them the Russian bots. I'm not quite sure what to call some of them, <laughs> who think that small government or a government that's shut down, that, that doesn't work, is best. And what they're doing is learning. Exactly. It's not a good thing. We have 38 million people who are about to go without food. That's on top of the homeless population and the undernourished population that's in our country that don't receive SNAP benefits. 38 million people, significant portion of those people in rural areas. That number is scary. We see um, a D.C. suburb. Um, I believe it's in Prince George's County, that's now offering to provide free lunches for their public school students because they understand a lot of these kids have parents who work in the federal government government. or are contractors who have no money coming in, who are either working without pay or they're furloughed or they're a contractor, which means they're not going to get back pay for these um, nearly two weeks of being out of work, their money is running out. You know, they're, they're just supposed to get paid on June, I, I believe it's January 11th. That's January 11th, happening. right. Right. You know, that's so Gregory, happening. You have, 
Yeah. Yeah, so Gregory, so I mean, looking at that and, and realizing that these are, this is the, the Republican base. These are veterans. These are those rural folks out there that, you know, you guys proclaimed that you guys were helping when you took away their health care, and now you're taking away, um, you know, their ability to, to survive. They're, you know, the small business guy that you guys said you guys were helping, a small business owner you guys said you were helping, and his, he, he's a contractor uh, with government. Now he can't feed his family. The federal prison population, and, you know, you want to tout, oh, we, we signed, you know, the crime bill, uh, the, the uh, 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 punishment bill, um, uh, and, and the prison bill, and now we're doing so great. But now you furloughed, you know, basically stop paying the guys who are in the prisons. So this is the people who voted for Trump who said, okay, he's a businessman, he can do this. And I remember distinctly telling you, when you were telling me he's a businessman and he's going to do great, I said, no businessman has ever been able to run government because they're too busy thinking that they know it all. And you told me that Trump was going to be the man. Look what we've gotten so far under Trump. Three government shutdowns in two years. He's only been in two years, and we've had three government shutdowns in his first term. How is this possible if he's such a great negotiator and great businessman? Okay, well, first it's like, um, before I get into that, let me correct you first, is that the most impacted voters are Democrats. I mean, you guys just expect Fairfax County, Prince George's County, Montgomery County, Washington, D.C. That's that's, um, that's, that's local. We're talking national here because we're talking about all those prisons and all those people that are in rural areas, especially from the standpoint of the food stamps that Rebecca brought up and things of that nature. Those people, those seniors who went out there in Kentucky and everywhere else that voted for Trump are now sitting around trying to figure out how they're going to feed themselves the seniors, how they're going to get what they need, and the veterans are going to be losing their money. So it's not just the Democrats who are being impacted. It's your base that's being impacted. That 35% that keeps sitting there rallying behind that you think needs and wants you to do what you're doing. Well, our base kind of is up to $20 million to privately fund building the wall. So those people that you're talking right, about, so they are not complaining. Americans, that's a minority. Okay. That's not okay. even. That's not so even ten percent. That's like seven percent of the country. Right, you're talking about 20, 20 million people, uh, uh, twenty million dollars from how many 20 people? Dollars. Twenty million dollars from how many people? Over it's less than even, a month to build the wall. It's not even. That's, it's that's not even a hundred thousand people who've done that. The Republican base wants the wall built to the point that they've contributed $20 million in less than a month, which is the fastest on GoFundMe ever. So That's fine. within the base. It's, 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 well, about. Even, if, even if it is, Gregory, yes. it's stupid, and they're willing to throw their money at a wall. That's fine. Let those test tube babies do that. My question to you is, why are you making the veterans with that suffer? Money. Exactly. Why Be are you patriotic. making the veterans suffer? What homeless veterans? Where are they? Are you serious, Gregory? Serious? Yes, I am. You go down. Go, go, I mean, go down. You live in go down to 12th Capitol. Go to 12th uh, and Constitution. Uh, right there, 12th and Constitution. You come out the tunnel under, under the bridge, bridge, and you see a homeless veteran right there. Go over to New where York Avenue. Be, where, go where to New York Avenue. I can't tell down. you how many homeless veterans <laughs> that I have. Gregory, and taking Gregory, milk, one milk, Gregory, were they there before the shutdown? Are you serious, were they there before Gregory? the shutdown? With Are that $20 serious, million dollars from the GoFundMe <laughs> wall for the no, GoFundMe no, wall, no, no. why don't these same people use the $20 million to feed their family? I should be worried about homeless veterans. Were they there before the shutdown? If the problem existed before the shutdown, then we did not cause that problem. You know, that's what we look oh my it, You know, so they have not oh been homeless goodness. for the question wasn't they were homeless for the same people. But these are the Gregory, same people who think Gregory. that it's it's Kaepernick who disrespects veterans. Okay. You're right. Just checking. It's not it's just not checking. A point I'm still with Cap, y'all. <laughs> Even if my cowboys make it to the Supreme to the Super Bowl, I don't know that I'm watching. I'm with Cap, y'all. I just want oh to put that God. out there. I you, you don't know how. I don't. I, I, 
Gregory, but I will you go know back. what? It, it's like, you know, let me, it, let me do this, Gregory. Gregory, Gregory, <laughs> let me do this. I need to take a break. Let me take a quick break and we come back. I can't, I can't even do it, man. I'm glad you're back, Gregory. I really am. And we're going to take a quick break. I'm glad we're I'm back. back. <laughs> If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Mom, thanks for taking me to work. Gee, there are lots of people here who don't look like you. Asian people, African Americans, Latinos, everybody's different. Yes, and those differences are good because they mean different ways of seeing, thinking, and doing things. So how come where we live, everyone looks just like us? Diversity shouldn't be left behind at work each day. In our neighborhoods, we can prepare our children for the global life that lies ahead. To better understand the benefits of diversity in your community, log on to www.aricherlife.org. Brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance. You're listening to Black Politics Today, an eye for what's at stake in global politics and your source for the social, economic, and political impact on the African-American community. So join the conversation at 516-590-0143 and share your viewpoint at 516-590-0143. Now, back to your host, Kelly Michael Williams. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Kelly Michael Williams. Um, yeah, we had to take a quick break there because, you know, our, our, our special guest, Gregory, was just going real in too deep, and it, it just needed it, it called for a break. It called for a break, so we just had to take a break. But if you want to join the discussion or uh, uh, join us, you can call 516-590-0143, 516-590-0143, and uh, pose your question um, or your comment, whichever one. Welcome back to the show. So, Gregory, uh, Rebecca, uh, yeah, that I need to take a break on that one. So let me ask you this one. Let me ask you a real simple question, Gregory. Uh, what's the national security issue that at the southern border that we need to send our military down there for uh, to build this wall and build uh, and, and fight? Um, I, I'm saying fight, but it's not really fighting. But what, what's the national security issue that uh, the president wants to, to, to call a state of emergency? Now, I mean, what's the state of emergency issue that the president wants to call uh, uh, for this uh, southern border? Um, I guess what you know, you guys have alluded to it. It's like you're saying what refugee crisis, um, children crisis. I mean, all the crises that have been called for the last what couple of months. That you know that determines it's a national emergency. And then on the national security side, we're saying, hey, look, you know, people are embedding terrorists. I mean, if you wanted to quote infiltrate the country to get some sleeper cells into the U.S., if you have a bunch of unchecked refugees coming to the country, you just drop a few of them in, let them get across the border, and then go and disperse throughout the country, and at a later time, wreck terror throughout the United States. So that's kind of like what we're looking at it from. from so, so, Gregory, are you, are, you actually believing, are you actually believing Sarah Sanders' idiotic comment and statement that terrorists are coming through the southern border? Absolutely. Why Gregory. wouldn't you believe that? Good. Because I they're not Fox doing it, Gregory. Really, I think her performance in Fox doing News is really telling when Chris Wallace called her out about that. I exactly. think it's very interesting to note that she kept alluding to 4,000 terrorists who came across the border, and Chris Wallace, quote, said, 
I did some research and I studied up on this. I wasn't sure if you were actually going to throw that out there. Sarah, are you aware that of the 4,000 suspected terrorists, none of them came through the southern border? They all came through airports. And so then she just repeated her um, her talking um, point. primary talking point. She didn't even have a secondary or a tertiary talking point. She just literally repeated the same point. And so he kept pressing her. It was like, Sarah, that is not true. Exactly. And this is information that Trump's DHS, uh, Homeland Security, put out there. So his Homeland Security secretary who sat up there and said this crisis was there is the same woman who authorized them to put out that it's not occurring. So she got up there and lied herself in the Rose Garden saying that these terrorists are coming through, and there's no terrorists coming through the border. The, the, the border security uh, customs are saying there's no terrorists coming through there. We've caught every terrorist we've caught, we've caught them at the airports and, or in foreign countries where they've tried to leave and come into America. So what, what is the basis for all these, you know, innuendos, lies, and, and, and you know, fear-mongering that you guys are trying to do to actually get people to believe it. Why not just tell the truth? It's not fear-mongering. That's what they do. We've been at war throughout the, what, world, like Afghanistan and all the other ones. Okay, so that's how they got into Europe. That's how they've got, that's how Europe. the bombers, they've used the refugees. Europe. They've used the refugees. They and we've shared intelligence the with border, Europe. Dude. My dude, Europe. How do you know? Europe. How do you know? Southern border. Anything, no, tell me how they, you know they, they are coming through. Don't try to uh, don't try to define the negative with the negative. You tell me how you know they are coming through. Because if the border security, if the homeland security, so how, if everyone is custom, because custom there was telling us that they're not. Your own your own national your own homeland security agency and border uh, uh, customs agency has said. No terrorists are coming through the southern border. That's how I know they're not. Okay, okay, but so are you telling me now? Are you telling me? Are you telling me? Are you telling me now that we don't? We should not believe your uh, uh, homeland security secretary. Is that what you're telling me? I'm, I'm saying this. Um, are we catching every drug dealer coming across the southern border? The answer is no. So we're, not, we're not talking about drugs. We're, that we're not catching. Uh, no, no, no. All the, all the drug we're dealers. About the quality of drugs. People keep acting as if the plurality of drugs are coming from undocumented people. They're not. Right, they're not. When they cross the southern border, <laughs> they actually are coming in um, through cars, through and Americans. trailer trucks. Through and Americans. Americans. Because they have and to be able to come across the border. Americans. They have to be Americans to come across the border. So they have to be Americans just bringing it in. If we're not catching them, how could you say that we're not catching terrorists? I mean, okay, but wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Americans, Gregory. You're not talking about foreigners. We're talking about foreigners because you guys are saying that foreigners and terrorists are coming across the border and they're terrorists at the southern border. Yes. So if we're not letting, if we're not letting immigrants into the United States, how are they bringing drugs into the United States? Americans are bringing the drugs because they have to be able to cross the border. So it's not terror. It's Americans. What are those big tunnels? What are those big drug tunnels that are keep seeing getting destroyed? You know, like on the news. You're saying that the okay, drug so, dealers would so allow terrorists to come okay. through. Okay. So, Gregory, let's look at the operative yes. word you just said. They're destroyed, so they're not being used. Now, when's the last time you saw a tunnel being destroyed on the news, Gregory? Uh, what about three, four months ago? Propaganda, Gregory, or was that was that but from Breitbart? Was that from Breitbart? Uh, the current hold it, hold it, hold it. Right, do, right. Was that from right, Breitbart? Hold on. Do we have a large drug problem in the U.S.? The answer is yes. If that is the case, then a it's large amount of It's not from the southern border, Gregory. It's not from the southern yes, border. It no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's well, not. Well, but, but Greg, if we want to talk about the spike in opioid use, we could also tie it to the U.S. spending time in Afghanistan, which has the highest number of poppy fields in the world. It's quite interesting that some government, con- private um, contractors 
such as Blackwater and other entities, have been under suspicion of smuggling opioids into the U.S. That's not through the southern border. What do you have to say about that? To my understanding, they are going through Mexico and coming from Mexico through the Sinaloan cartel with El Chapo and those guys. Remember him? That that's the what. Heck, they even have the net. Dude, no, Charles, no, These are becoming on private, on private jumble jet. Are you saying only, that his net only billionaires, only billionaires, and multi-billion dollar companies have access? To um, some of the, to some of the transportation options that have been bringing in these drugs, and look, look, to I'm, that point, look, so it's look, such a large here's the deal, Gregory. Gregory, so, yes. So, so I'm 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 going to you know continue that uh, line of question, that dialogue, because that's diversion and distraction that plenty of you guys like to use, and I and I don't mean you guys in a negative term. I mean you guys as the GOP. Uh, always have to deflect because you can't answer the question. So you have to deflect and try to pull up something else. So then we went off on a tangent for five minutes on drugs when we're talking about the shutdown here in the United States because the Americans are bringing anybody crossing that border is American bringing in the drugs. So it's not terrorists and it's not the illegal immigrants because they're being stopped. Like you said, you shut down the border. So they're being stopped. So the question and the point is, is that, 800,000 federal workers, not to mention the countless number of contractors, things like that, are not going to get paid by um, uh, what uh, Friday. By Friday, they're not going to have incomes. Home mm-hmm. uh, veterans are not going to get their food stamps and things. Seniors are not going to get their food stamps. All of this because you guys want five billion dollars to build a wall that doesn't, that will not stop anybody from coming across the border if. We believe you, and if we believe your Secretary of Homeland Security and Donald Trump. So if the $5 billion for the short portion of the wall isn't even going to stop the problem, why are we wasting taxpayer dollars to even try to attempt to build it? Because the reality of it is this. If you're only going to get a portion of that built, and then how long is it going to take to build? Another two to three years to be built or finish being built? then you're not even going to defeat the purpose because you're then going to still have to get more money to build it, and you're willing to spend 40 to $60 billion of the taxpayer's money to put out there. Like you said, if you guys want it so bad, let all you Republicans build the wall and pay your taxpayer dollars out there and put it in GoFundMe because I tell you what, the cat that's running that GoFundMe account, when he steals all that money, I'm going to laugh at you guys. Okay. So explain to me, and I'll- explain to me, why why we should continue on like this and why we can't open up the other eight agencies and just let Homeland Security be closed until they can negotiate the $5 billion that you guys want? Why let everyone else suffer because of Donald Trump's ignorance and stupidity? Well, I would ask you. I would ask you that. because it's No, 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 no. Just answer the question. Oh, oh. But you guys aren't taking negotiate. it. But you are the negotiator, there's remember? One, there's you not are the negotiator. That we're... There's not one thing that we are asking for. Not one. You are the negotiator. Voted on that has not been voted on before. Nancy Pelosi okay. voted for what we're so, asking for before. So, Chuck so, voted in it. Why? Why are we being case, told no? As a matter of fact, case, it's even less money than what's been voted on and approved before. Why? So if that's the and, case. Hey, even even President Obama supported what what all of this in the shutdown. I mean, the, for the money for the wall and the fencing. So we're asking, why are you telling it us wasn't, no? When, it, it was for border security. It wasn't for a wall. Gregory, you don't have to raise your voice to try to talk over me. You don't have to raise your voice to try to talk over me. It wasn't for a wall. It's for border security. Okay? And it was for what, what it, no, what it was for was yeah. for the repairing of the existing um, uh, barrier that's up there now. It was for replenish and, and renovating the existing barrier. That's why the money that is being used now to do that, Trump is taking credit for saying, oh, we already did that, and so we built some of the wall. My question to you still remains, why not open up the other eight agencies and allow the issue with the Homeland Security to be negotiated by the great negotiator, the deal maker who's supposed to do this great thing and be so good at doing it, why not have him do that? 
Why not just give the five point six million for billion for the wall? Everything there's nothing else in the bill that nobody likes. Just the five point six okay, million. Okay. Is, so well, your Republicans already it's, passed it's, the bill. Your Republicans already passed it. So what's the problem? Oh, uh, we can't get it through the Senate. Still need the sixty votes in the Senate. No, you don't. So I just would like to say it's it's painfully obvious that the GOP doesn't have a plan. It's they so don't. painfully obvious. And yeah. because of the lack of having a plan on this issue that does need to be addressed, on an issue that Democrats are concerned deeply about our border security, because Republicans don't have a plan and Democrats are enunciating a plan is the reason why the 22 Senate Republicans that are up in 2020 in states either that Trump lost or in states that um, have uh, a deficit, that Trump is in the deficit as far as his approval rating, is the reason why those 22 are going to be very vulnerable. It's the reason why in 2020 the Democrats will win back the Senate, because the GOP is quite frankly out of solutions. They know they really how are. to. They know how to blow. They know how to tear down. They know how to vote to repeal Obamacare, even though we still have Obamacare. But they have but they shown that when it in. comes to governing, they don't know how to govern. And Let me take sad. a quick question, real because quick. I, here. Let me see here. Yes, Hello, Carla. You're on hey. the line. You're on the call. Yes, my dear friends. Thank you very much for taking my calls. This is Mike from Singapore. Uh, my dear how you doing, Mike from Singapore? Absol- Thank you for joining okay. us. Absolutely. My country is United States, but, you know, while I'm in Singapore right now. But the question is, you absolutely everything you guys saying is true, because our country is gone. Our country is given to a bunch of hookers and, uh, you know, uh, uh, prostitutes. I mean, uh, which, which country are you not, talking about? I mean, United States of America, my friend. Okay, so so why are you saying that our country is is a bunch of hookers and prostitutes? Because you know what I mean. They don't. I mean, right now, grocery stores in Indiana says they cannot process food stamp payment. Do you think millions of Americans are going to be happy today? And also when uh, food stamps run out uh, by end of uh, middle of January and there is not going to be any February payments. And do you think everybody going to shut, uh, everybody going to shut their mouths? I see. So you're using that as a metaphor of of what needs to happen because you're saying that the, the, okay. So you're saying that, the issue of, of the, the government shutdown is going to create a, 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 a national excuse me a national crisis mass havoc on the people a national people crisis because people are going to be hungry yes. and they're going to be left out sure. and they're going to okay all right yes. so what's your response and to that Gregory treated, we have a three meals before we mass riot in the United States you right. know that and I know that too. Three meals, uh-huh. meals, nine, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's right. it. Right, right. When your time is, you will go and, and bring any systems down. This, we have seen it in Middle East. We have seen it in Latin America. We have seen it in Africa. Right now, Congo, uh, it, it has the same problems, I mean, with the, their political systems and their mass rioting. And then the uh, United States is trying to send troops to, uh, you know, uh, neutralize the uh, people of Congo. It's not our business to send any troops to Congo. Uh, uh, let them decide. If they want to kick the uh, part of the whatever the president that uh, mess up elections. So let it be. Why so so what do you to, think the solution is? What do you think the solution is? Because uh, it seems to me what you're saying. What, it seems to, like, like Switzerland. What, Switzerland, Singapore. Mm-hmm. You see, we don't go to any other countries and create problems or or, or mass havoc. And we are 40 years ahead of the European Union and uh, America. Go ahead, please. 
Okay, so where are you from in the in, in the United States? Uh, right now I'm in Singapore, but I, I lived uh, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're saying that we should shut the government down and keep it shut down? No, no. I mean, they, this is not the way to run the country. And 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 I'm looking gotcha. for. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you well, clearly because well, you're you're talking about Singapore and what's going on there and in the Congo, but then you're also talking about nationalism because you're saying that we shouldn't be going and doing anything or helping anybody else. So I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly when you talk well, about nationalism what's going to is okay. Nationalism is good, but at the same time, you love other countries. But yeah, if other countries really need our help in a good way, yes, but not in the form of, you know, militarization. Okay. Okay. Our troops all are in abroad. I mean, what okay. the heck? So I mean, what do you think the solution is? The solution so is non-interventionalism. Non-interventionalism. So Man, how does that? It's not how, my, does, how does the non-intervention? Uh, what? How does that issue impact us for the government shutdown now for building this wall that Trump wants to build? Well, if he wants to build, he's a billionaire. He says, "I pay for it. I worry about payment later. How we get the payment?" He's a billionaire. So supposedly he's a billionaire. A yeah, supposedly right. he's a billionaire. I mean, but he also said Mexico is going to pay for it. He yeah, told the American know, people that Mexico lies. is going to pay for it. So he lies. But what exactly. I mean, he lies. This is deception. He, 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 he uh, scammed his supporters many times. 760 lies, he said. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Yes, I do know it. I do know it. So, Gregory, what is your reply to the caller? Thanks for calling. Uh, okay. Can I be a little bit with you before I finish? Or? Well, That's fine. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just, hold, just hold the line. Just hold the line. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Gregory, uh, our our, our resident sure. GOP, respond. Go ahead, Gregory. Uh, I guess you know I hear you guys talking, and it's like as far as yes, there is some pain, but you know we're still stuck with there are two sides at the negotiating table. There are that, and you know, and our sides are going. Hey, there is nothing that our side is asking for that has not been voted on before by the other side of the table. But Gregory, so we look your at side a lot of already the, a lot, passed the bill, Gregory. Gregory, your side already passed the bill, and he said he wouldn't sign it. Uh, no, your side already passed the bill. Senate. No, you, you did Senate. one before. You, you passed the bill before he shut the government down. The That's why he shut the government down. It passed the House and the Senate. It passed on a voice no, vote the of Senate. the Senate. It did. It passed on no, a voice vote of the Senate. It, it, no, it did Just not in case have Gregory forgot, it was three weeks Gregory, ago. Just, Gregory, you know, at the point it of passed the before they shut the ago. government down. The House passed uh, no, it, sir. then the Senate passed it. Yes, they did. No, sir. Chuck, Chuck Schumer would not give us eight. We need eight votes in the Senate in order to pass it. And we would Gregory, we, there it passed by a voice Republicans. vote. Gregory, are, are it passed by a voice Mike vote. Mike Pence? went on TV and said, okay, we have the votes, the president supports it, and then exactly. the, the Senate, in a bipartisan manner, passed it. Passed the it. House passed and it. then Rush oh, Limbaugh started this, calling. This, this oh, you mean, oh, you mean the one ago. with the, the, one, the on. one with Oh, you mean that one with the one with the one This is, this oh, is okay, a manufactured let's, crisis. Let's, manufactured all the way. Because, because Trump is trying to distract from the fact that Mueller is coming. February That's is right, right around the corner. Right. And everyone knows February is when we're going to see more indictments and we're going to see Mueller's report. That's all this Good. is. The president, because of this, so let me do this. is willing only got to allow a few minutes 30 left million here. Americans. Exactly. So, hey, Gregory, can, let me, let me ask you real quick. Something? Go ahead, caller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please go to needstoimpeach.com. Please call your uh, House of Reps and everybody and tell them to impeach the, this, uh, you know, commander in chief. Thank you. For All right. God thanks, caller. Appreciate it. God, God bless, bless you, you, too. <laughs> Even people in Singapore want this guy impeached, Gregory. So let me ask you this, man. What's the solution to the shutdown? What's the responsibility of this administration to the American people? The responsibility of this not, administration not, is to protect not the, 30%, the American people. Not the 30%, but the 100%. What's the responsibility of this administration to the 
That border wall protects 100% of the Americans. 100%. No, it doesn't. That's but what the okay. border wall does. Okay. Yes, it does. All right. Yes, okay. And, 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 All and, right. And, and I'll say this, and, and it's like, as you know, as we go, we're looking, we're going, it's like, okay. What, what you don't see is like all the people that really support and all these great sympathetic people, fine. Let's catch and release about two or 3,000 um, of the people crossing the border down here on the National Mall. Yes, I said that. Down here in D.C. and close to all these national parks to Congress, get about three or 4,000 people so that Congress can actually and enroll them into schools with congressional children so that everybody actually has some real skin in the game. Because what we're seeing is most of the people that are real supportive of it are not impacted whatsoever. They're in a neighborhood that's isolated from everybody and everything. We're like, what if so we start putting the them in their neighborhood? people who really support yeah. it aren't impacted. Are impacted. Okay. Yes. So the people who are really supporting are not impacted. Rebecca. Right. Rebecca. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know... How to even address that If the people who really support him Aren't even impacted Maybe you need to have them impacted So they can actually understand why they're supporting it Go ahead Rebecca I like that statement Here's here's the interesting thing About this person in the White House Trump Made it clear in December That if the government shuts down It is his shutdown He said he takes ownership of it That's right so yeah. like a boss, everything that's happening to these federal workers who are furloughed, everything that's happening with TSA having to call in sick and our airports not being properly secured, every child that's going to bed hungry because SNAP benefits are being suspended, every family that's being kicked out of um, housing because their voucher isn't coming, every single one of these people they're going to blame Trump, and they're going to remember this in 2020. Now, I know people right. say, oh, well, people's memories are short. Not this. Not, not this that short. This is ugly. This it, is it's ugly. going to be even uglier. So, Gregory, yeah, what's at stake yes. for us, Gregory? What's at stake? Um, the sovereignty of the United States of America. That's what's at stake. There's two things. The immigration creates two things. One, it creates permanent voters for one side, and a permanent, basically, slave wage underclass for another side. How does and it create permanent voters for one side? Uh, typically, most of the immigrants they, are voting for the Democrats. And they have to be their, citizens they, to they, vote. Uh, but if you are able to get a driver's license and you're able to walk into a voting oh my place God. Are you places, giving, and they don't You, you cannot vote just because you have a driver's license, Gregory. You have to be a U.S. Yes, citizen to still vote. Okay, you are, I mean, you have, you have eaten up these talking points because um, um, Aaron has given me that same, that same mess talking about they're, they're getting driver's license, so they're, getting, uh, uh, they're, getting, they're able to vote because of voter, because of, uh, voter uh, dri- uh, voting for a driver's license. I've, I'm stumbling my words right now, but the uh, uh, driver voter, I think it is called, or something like that. <laughs> And I told him, well, like, so I, I'm going to tell you, like I tell stake? you. Yes, please do. So this is what's at stake. And it's clear listening to Gregory. What's at stake we, we got is seconds. the Republican Party. The Republican Party is at stake. They've let Trump take over the party. They're no longer the party of fiscal responsibility. They're no longer the compassionate conservatives. So what's at stake is the Republican Party. And it's really sad and it's too bad because our country needs two robust parties that actually support the American people, and we no longer have that. We actually need that's to have three, our, our, no, our no party. I want to thank my guests tonight, Rebecca Carruthers and Greg Stewart. Uh, I appreciate both of their uh, tenacity and, and insight, uh, although I'm not quite sure if I got all of Greg's insight tonight, but I'm glad to have him back on the show, as always. <laughs> as I say with anything, what's at stake for you and your family? You have to recognize that you need to be able to go out there and talk to the people and understand what's happening. If you sit back and you look in and you listen to, you know, uh, craziness like illegal aliens are voting because they have a driver's license or that our national sovereignty is at stake, then things are going to happen. So I want to thank him tonight and, and thank you for joining us until next week. Uh, we're going to be going live at the Ivy City Smokehouse in February. So I'm going to look forward to seeing every guy out there. 
and have everyone with us. Thank you again for listening and uh, join us next week. Until then. Thank you for listening to Black Politics Today on I for What's at Stake in Global Politics with your host, Kelly Michael Williams. Join us live each Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. Until next time, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and download us on iTunes at Black Politics Today.